0: Welcome to the sound of suspense, to the fear you can hear. For the next 52 minutes, I'll be your companion on a journey to a place in the past. It used to be that only the mystics believed you could go back, relive your life. But didn't so eminent a scientist as Albert Einstein say that the past, the present, and the future are all intermingled somehow? Then... Why should we question a gentleman named Spencer Chadwick, who is asking a very vital question? Inspector,
1: do you believe a person can do it
0: again? Do what again?
1: Go back. Where? To that point in his life where it went wrong. It turned sour and corrected.
2: No. No, I don't believe it's possible.
1: Well, I'm doing it, Inspector. Inspector. I'm doing it. I'm changing it. I've gone back. Inspector, I've gone back.
0: Our mystery drama, You Can Die Again, was especially written by Sam Dan and stars Richard Mulligan. It is sponsored in part by Anheuser-Busch Incorporated, Brewers of Budweiser. I'll be back
3: shortly with Act One. I'm High Brown, producer of Radio Mystery Theater. Before we begin our story, a word with you, if I may, about this project. For many who grew up with radio drama, it's the return of a special kind of magic, a vast and magic theater where nothing is impossible. And now that we're on, we'd like to hear from you and how you feel about radio drama. We're holding a drawing this week and next, and if you send us your name and address, you're eligible for one of 50 prizes each week. Two AM-FM stereophonos, two travel clock radios, and 46 anthologies of modern suspense. Of course, we'd like hearing your reactions to the series, too. But all you need do, send your name and address to Mystery Theater, Box 50, Radio City Station, New York, 119. That's Box 50, Radio City Station, New York, 119. Offer good everywhere unless locally prohibited.
4: This is WOR New York, your station for Mystery Theater.
5: No matter
6: what you're saving for, that's what suburban savings for, suburban.
4: Suburban Savings offers you a regular savings account with flexibility. You can add any amount to your account whenever you wish. Withdraw whenever you want. Suburban Savings pays a 5.25% annual interest rate on regular savings paid quarterly, which earns an annual effective yield of 5.47%. Interest is compounded continuously from day of deposit to day of withdrawal as long as $50 is maintained in the account to the end of the quarter. Come into Suburban Savings and open an account with flexibility. Our regular savings account in New Jersey at Bayonne, Edgewater, Elmwood Park, Emerson, Hackettstown, Morris Plains, Nutley, Paramus, and Sparta.
0: evening, we're concerned with bright young men. That is, those who began as bright young men, like Spencer Chadwick. Bright young Spencer Chadwick married his boss's daughter, but that was 23 years ago. And today, young Spencer has arrived at comfortable middle age. This morning, he will pick up his phone and dial the private number of a highly placed friend.
7: Chief Inspector Faraday's office, Sergeant Milrose speaking.
1: Sergeant, this is Spencer Chadwick. Oh,
7: good morning, Mr. Chadwick. Connect you right away.
2: Spence, I hope you're not calling to cancel our golf date.
1: No, no, Martin. I'm. I'm calling to tell you I murdered my wife.
2: I won't believe it, Spence. I can't believe it. Marty, look at her. She's dead. I see she's dead, but I won't believe you killed her. She's been stabbed, Inspector.
1: Yes, Sergeant, yes. And that's the knife, Marty. Now, Spencer... You'll surely find my fingerprints on it.
2: What's that bruise on your head? We had a fight. She hit me with the candlestick.
7: Inspector, a glass door here leads to a terrace. It's been broken.
2: Spence, an intruder, a thief. Did he slug you and kill Margaret? No. No, I killed Margaret. But that broken door... She tried to get away. I dragged her back into the room. Whose place is this?
1: mine.
2: I didn't know you had an apartment downtown. I've been staying with a girl. Spence, you're talking to me, your closest friend, Marty Faraday.
7: Excuse me, Inspector, shall I start the routine? Yes, of course, Sergeant.
1: Are you going to arrest me, Marty? I have to. I'm ready to go now.
2: But I'm not ready to go. Look, I can't believe what you're telling me. I can't even believe you were cheating on Margaret. How can I believe you killed her?
1: You've been a policeman for 25 years, Marty. Do you still have illusions,
2: faith, ideals. If I do, it was because of people like you and Margaret. I'm sorry, Marty. Look, Spence, is, is this the way it happened? You were having an affair. Margaret found out about it. She came here, confronted you. One thing led to another, and you killed her. Now, is, is that the, the, the story? Yes, yes, yeah, that's it. Well, where's the girl? I suppose she's dead, too. You suppose?
1: Yes, yes, we can say she's dead.
2: Well, how did she die?
1: I killed her. What? When? Oh, a long,
2: long time ago. A long time? Spence, you're not making any sense. How could you have killed her a long time ago if Margaret confronted the two of you here today? I don't know.
1: I don't, I don't know. Now, just arrest me and don't ask me any more questions.
2: I have to ask, Spence. I can't accept what you're telling me. Now think. How could you have killed her a long time ago? Uh, or did she kill me? Spence, please tell me what happened. It doesn't matter. I want to help you, Spence. I'm your friend. You 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 won't believe me. Try me. Just try me. It's even hard for me to believe it. But it's true. Spence, sit down, will you? Will you just sit down and try to pull things together? Tell me what happened. What happened? It started
1: one morning. It was three months ago. I came downstairs... (laughs) Margaret was at the breakfast table.
6: Morning, darling. Coffee? Uh,
1: thanks, yes. Uh, any any mail, Margaret?
6: Nothing worth delaying breakfast. Card from my brother.
1: Uh, where is he now?
6: He had to put in for repairs at Pago Pago.
1: That's Pango Pango. Uh, when is he coming home?
6: Oh, next year, maybe. Or the year after, when he gets bored or tired or needs money or decides to get a new girlfriend or another boat...
1: And he's 38 years old.
6: And he'll never get anywhere.
1: Don't say that. It seems to me he goes everywhere. Oh.
6: His life and yours, darling? A study in opposites. You were born poor and you wound up rich. He was born rich, wound up poor. Um, dinner tonight with the Satterfields. What for? What for? Oh my god. <laughs> I practiced for almost five minutes before you came down, tossing off what I just said in an offhand, casual way. Dinner with the Satterfields. This is the coup of the century. A dinner party at the home of Senator Satterfield. Ask me how I did it.
1: Why, why do we want to have dinner with Senator
6: Satterfield? You asked me to arrange for the invitation. I disagree completely with the man's principles. Oh, we understand all that. But you're the one who decided to give politics a whirl. When did I decide to do that? Well, (laughs) they say the sign of a really solid marriage is if the wife can accept jokes at breakfast. (laughs) Shall I remind you of that Chinese or Indian saying that you've been spouting lately? Hmm? A man spends his first 20 years living for himself, his next 20 living for his family, and his next 20 living for his country. It was you who decided. Dinner's at 7.30, black tie. So be home early, hmm? Spence? You're not listening. Darling! Why are you looking at me like that? Is, Is there something wrong? Who, who are you? What did you say? I,
1: I said, who are you?
6: Well, Tell Spencer. me. Spencer. What,
1: what are you doing here? Now look, darling, if this is a... Oh, no, or oh, 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 what am I doing if here? If this
6: is a joke, it's not in the best of taste.
1: Well, I'm afraid, I'm afraid I don't know where I am or, uh, or who you are. Do you know who you are? Yes, I, I, yes, I think I know who I am. I'm I'm Spencer Chadwick.
6: All right, now listen, sit quietly for just a minute. I'm going to call Dr. Berger. Oh, uh,
1: please, uh, please, I don't want to put you <laughs> to any trouble.
6: Don't get up, Spencer, please, don't get... Dr- Where are you going? Wh- home. This is your home, Spencer. Uh,
1: please, uh, don't be alarmed, please. I, I hope I haven't frightened you. I'll, I'll leave this minute.
2: Mean that after 23 years of marriage, you look at your wife one morning and you don't know who she is? Yes, Martin. All right. You walked out of the house. Now, where did you go? I hailed a cab. Now, where to, pal?
1: I don't know.
2: <laughs> ah, it's all right. None of us knows where we're going. Just answer this uh, where do you want me to take you? Just drive. Okay, you're the doctor. What do you think, the Redskins got any kind of chance this year? All right, let's try politics. You think Satterfield's going to run again? Well, as my old man would have put it, you wasn't exactly vaccinated with a phonograph, neither. Driver, why are you headed north? Well, you said to drive.
1: The Chadwick Building is down on Jefferson Square. I distinctly told you you to take... You distinctly
2: told me nothing.
1: What would I be doing in your cab at 9 o'clock in the morning if I didn't intend to go to my office? Yes, sir. Good morning, Rose.
7: Oh, good morning, Mr. Chadwick. Uh, There's a Dr. Berger sitting in your office. Dr. Berger?
5: Yes, Dr. Berger. Come in here, Spence. I don't have all day. Well, come in and shut the door.
1: May I remind you that this is my office? Fifteen minutes ago, I received a call from Margaret. Margaret? Is she all right? About you.
5: Me? I thought it important enough for me to stop off here on my way downtown. Hold out your wrist.
1: Wait, uh, why did Margaret call you?
5: She told me about that little
1: episode. What? What little episode? You don't remember saying certain things? Paul, please, what is this all about? seems to be a little fast. What am I supposed to have said to Margaret? I uh, want you to report to the hospital right now. You can't just walk into my office and tell me report to the hospital. Who says I can't? But what's the matter with me? I don't know. That's why I'm putting you into the hospital. What did Margaret tell you? That you didn't know who she was. Well, <laughs> How could I not know who she was? Have you had moments when you didn't know people, or you didn't know where you were, or what you were doing there? Well, certainly not. Now, level with me, Spencer. Listen, those things, they happen sometimes to everybody. How often do they happen to you? Well... The I... incident with Margaret, was it the
5: only one? Well, Spencer, I'll see you at the hospital in 30 minutes. Well, you did it. You're here, Spence.
1: Of course I'm here. I won't keep you an hour longer than necessary. Probably get you out by the end of the day. Paul, you do what's necessary. That's a good attitude. Most of you high-powered business types are so self-important... Don't, you don't... start to lecture me. I'm here. I agree I need some help. Now, Now, what's holding yourself? I am. I'm talking to you, when I should be arranging for tests. Now, you just relax. Listen to some music,
5: read... Take a nap. I'll see you.
1: Hello? Spencer? Peggy?
6: Is everything all right, Spence?
1: Peggy. Peggy, where are you?
6: I'm at the apartment. Where else would I be? Tell me, are you all right?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm certainly all right now oh peggy peggy i almost lost you
6: how could you lose me
1: it could happen how dr berger dr berger he could he could make it happen but not now not not anymore do you know why why spence you called me just in time you warned me just in time and i'm getting out of here this minute
7: Mr. Chadwick Yes, Ruth Uh, Aren't you supposed to be at the hospital?
1: I'm not supposed to be anywhere except in my office during the business day Oh,
7: yes, sir Uh, uh, This Dr. Berger, he's been calling just about every five minutes And your wife Uh, Shall I get them for you? No,
1: no, I left Dr. Berger a note saying I changed my mind about the necessity for what we were discussing Now tell him I have nothing to add
7: Oh, yes, sir
1: Oh, uh, call my wife and remind her we have a dinner date with Senator Satterfield. And no calls. No calls. I don't want to talk to anyone.
7: uh, Yes, sir.
1: Except, except uh, a young lady. She'll call herself...
0: Peggy. Well, for 23 years, you hum the same tune. And then, suddenly, one morning... You hear the music of a different drummer. A drummer named Peggy. Or is she a piper named Peggy who will have to be paid? We shall return shortly with Act Two.
5: When you say but
3: You've said a lot of things nobody else can say
5: When you say but
3: you
0: can go to get the very best. Why do some people think Bud is sort of special? Go ahead and find out why, with a Bud, or maybe with the Budweiser label. Without making a big deal of it, the label just sort of lays it on a line. It lists ingredients and comes right out and tells you, too, very simply, how the Budweiser people feel about the beer they brew. And that sort of adds up to this, that brewing beer right does
3: make a difference, okay? Say bye, said it all. Said it all. you say bye, you it When you say it Anheuser-Busch,
1: St.
4: Louis. This is WOR New York, your station for Mystery Theater.
7: Now, ShopRite does the can-can, selling ShopRite's brand of vegetables and cans-cans. For quality that you can trust, for tasty corn
6: asparagus, for peas and beans, at gourmet scenes, for beets that beat all other treats. The only vegetables that can compare at all, with ShopRite's brand are vegetables, you pick yourself instead of picking off our shelf. To shop at ShopRite's can -Can Blast Now's the time to Stock up while
4: the values last Stock up on ShopRite's Sliced peaches, packed in natural juice Three one-pound cans for 89 cents ShopRite whole tomatoes, three one-pound Twelve-ounce cans for 89 cents
7: Potatoes that will make the meal And carrots that have bigger peel Or succotash that makes the splash Spinach that won't finish last
6: time to ask yourself so why pay more now's the time to shop right now at shop right stores Whee!
0: and so we have spencer chadwick in complete command ready to take hold of his life and run it his own way Starting with his wife.
6: Spencer? Is that you?
0: There's no problem, no problem. It's not even a quarter of
1: seven. I can be dressed and ready to leave in 20 minutes.
6: Spencer, there is a problem. You made Dr. Berger look like a fool today.
1: He read my note. It explained everything.
6: You made yourself look like a fool. You admitted to the hospital... And less than an hour later, you sneaked out.
1: I did not sneak out. I got dressed, went to the desk, and said, I'm leaving, send me the bill.
6: But, Spence, you're not well. I've never felt better. You should be in the hospital.
1: Margaret, please stop running my life.
6: What did you say just now, Spence?
1: I'm sure you heard me.
6: I wasn't aware that I was running your life. Spencer, would you be good enough to explain... Can you show me how? Uh,
1: You did say this thing was black tie?
6: Spencer, I'm entitled to an explanation of that remark.
1: Margaret, if you can't understand what I'm saying, how can I explain it?
5: (laughs) Quite a man, this husband of yours, Miss Chadwick. Uh, Some brandy?
1: Yes, thank you, Senator. Uh,
5: We need men like you in public life, Spence. Fellas with their heads screwed on straight. You know, I have an opportunity to recommend a man for a presidential advisory commission on... I I don't think I'd be interested, Senator. I like your style, Chadwick. You play hard to get, but you do it convincingly. The public eats that up.
1: No, no, Senator, it's not a pose. You see, sir, it seems to me that I've spent all my life... Working for other people.
5: Serving others is the most
1: richly rewarding profession a man can follow. Uh, That's if he happens to be a selfless person. But I never saw myself as a manufacturer of farm equipment. I wanted to study languages, the basic structures of human communication. An admirable calling. Margaret and I were going to leave for Tibet on our honeymoon, but my father-in-law became seriously ill. Somebody had to look after his affairs till he could get on his feet again. That was 23 years ago. He never did get back on his feet, and I never did get out of his office. But you transformed
5: that little factory into the third largest
1: enterprise. I know, Senator, I know, I know. I did it for my wife, my in-laws, my employees, the stockholders. But now, finally, at length and at last, I'm going into business for myself. What sort of business? The Spencer Chadwick business. The let's please and amuse and excite and develop, enhance, Spencer Chadwick. Thank you for your offer, Senator. But there are many others who are more worthy not to mention
6: more willing. Spencer. When did you decide you were no longer interested in public service?
1: Oh, it's been building for a while.
6: We'll have to talk. Oh, about what? About what? (laughs) I don't know if this is a pose or...
1: Margaret, I'm sure I can explain. Now, let's drop in somewhere for a nightcap.
6: No, let's get home. Now, do you remember what you said to me this morning? No. You insist. You don't recall our little scene at breakfast?
1: No, I'm I'm very sorry.
6: You looked at me this morning. You said... Who are you? You said it with sincerity and conviction. You meant it.
1: Look, I—I I don't. I may have been. You may have
6: been what?
1: I daydreaming.
6: No, it was not daydreaming. It was wishful thinking.
1: Oh, Margaret, what are you saying?
6: Spencer, you are having an affair. What? Uh, what? Please don't deny it. But I'm—I'm I'm, I'm not. It fits in with what Doctor Berger told me. About what? When you say to me, who are you, it means you no longer want to know me. You're trying to wish me out of your life. Oh,
1: Margaret, Margaret, I can tell you... Now
6: listen, Spencer, don't try to insult my intelligence or yours. And then, what just happened at Senator Satterfield's?
3: What just happened?
6: Well, suddenly you're no longer interested in public service. Why? Why?
1: If you heard me talking to him, you'd know that finally I want to do things for me.
6: But he as much as offered you a post that you dreamed about, a sensitive post. And you could become an important man nationally. You've spoken about it a dozen times. Margaret,
1: Margaret, I no longer care about it. Well,
6: of course not, because you become controversial, make enemies, and then they try to get something on you. And now that you're having an affair, you're vulnerable to scandal. But I am not having... Oh, don't lie to me. (laughs) That just makes it worse.
2: But you were lying to us, Spence. We know you were lying. We know about Peggy. Inspector. Yes, Sergeant.
7: If you'll come into the bedroom, Inspector, I didn't want to move anything.
2: All right. All right.
7: Now, sir, here are these pictures.
2: Are these Peggy? Are they, Spence?
7: Yes. Well, sir, if you look at the hairstyle, that went out 25 years ago.
2: Hmm. I'm no expert, but these don't look like pictures that were taken recently. Now,
7: the clothes in the closet, skirts, blouses, dresses, are these Peggy's?
2: Are they, Spence? Yes.
7: The styles are about 25 years old. Now, here's a label in a skirt. It's a Lydia Carter. She was a designer who was fashionable 30 years ago.
2: Well, Spence, tell us. I can't. Why can't you? I don't think I know how. Never mind how it sounds. Just tell it. Martin, did you ever
1: think you could... somehow get a second chance?
2: To do what? To live your life over. To answer your question, no... Did you ever think you could go back to a point
1: in time when you made a decision which changed everything for you? Where you crossed your own particular Rubicon and, and if you could go back, start again, and do the thing you really wanted to do?
2: To answer your question again, no. That's because you
1: never regretted the course of your
2: life. And you did? Are you trying to tell me that you did? Every day. For 23 years. All right, Spence.
1: Uh, I won't press you. No, no. No, Marty, don't put that sympathetic tone in your voice as as if you think I'm some kind of nut. Look, you could plead insanity. Once again, Marty, Marty, I'm not crazy. Temporary insanity. Not for one minute. I asked you a question. Can you go back? Can you live your life over again? And I gave you my answer. No. But you can. You can do it. I did go back. Not for long. But I did go back. All right. All right, Spence. You did go back. And if I hadn't lost my head, if only I hadn't killed Margaret, I could have stayed. I could have started over. (laughs) Peggy. Mm-hmm. Want to go to a movie? No. I missed a news broadcast. Anything happening?
6: They think a war just started.
1: Oh, come on, Peggy. Come on. There aren't going to be any more wars. Everybody knows that. People may be crazy, but they're not <laughs> insane. Where?
6: I think the man said Korea. Someplace like that. Maybe I didn't hear it right.
1: Hey, if you don't want to go to the movies, what do you want to do?
6: Sit home. And just listen to you. Tell me about the trip you're planning.
1: Well, first, uh, don't call it a trip. We may never come back. It (laughs) may take all our lives.
6: Fine with me.
1: And we may never find it.
6: Great. What are we looking for?
1: The origin of language. For instance, we say brother in English. German, Dutch, Scandinavian, so on, say a form of Bruder. Same basic word. Latin, Greek, Frater. The B-R becomes F-R. Russian, Obra. The differences are all in pronunciation. Okay. How did this one language spread so far and wide to cover so many different kinds of people?
6: I'll bite. How?
1: That's what I want to find out. And we will travel and study and research, and one day, maybe... Maybe what? This Indo-European language, it's only one of 30 language families, at one time, was there one single language, the mother of all? Was there? I don't know One day I hope to find out Are you sure You will not mind Scrounging around Europe and Asia
6: Oh I've been to Europe and Asia Ah (laughs)
1: But not with a backpack Not with a sleeping bag
6: (laughs) I'm gonna love it
1: Uh, Now one thing Must be clearly understood At no time Regardless of the bind We may find ourselves in Shall we ever Ever Under any circumstances Wire your father For money
6: (laughs) Promise I promise Hello, Margaret. Where have you been, Spencer? Oh, excuse me. I hope that doesn't sound shrewish.
1: Well, no, no, it doesn't.
6: Or as if I'm trying to run your life.
1: Please, Margaret, cut it out.
6: The reason I ask is because I had prepared dinner.
1: I know. Didn't you get my
6: message? Yes, I did. I got it at eight. Meanwhile, at seven, the Millers, the Brownsteins, and the Gladwells arrived. No, no, the Gladwells were here at six thirty.
1: But wh- why?
6: You had asked me to invite them to dinner, and these are your friends, Spencer.
1: I'm sorry, Margaret. I'm I'm sorry.
6: Yes. Well, if there were people I like, I would have been humiliated. This way, I was merely embarrassed. Well, I got through the evening, somehow. Spencer. Tell me. Who is she?
1: Margaret, Margaret, believe me, there is no... I
6: start with the premise that it's my fault. Somewhere I must have failed you. I've gone wrong. But I don't know where, and I don't know how. Tell me, Spence. Tell me. Margaret,
1: please, Margaret. Please,
6: Margaret, what? Oh, Spencer. I've been happy. You've been happy. Our marriage, it's been the envy of so many of our friends. Oh, darling, has it been a lie? Have we been living a lie all these years?
1: Do you want the answer?
6: I demand an answer.
1: The answer is yes, yes, it's been a lie.
6: Who is she, Spence? Who is she?
2: Who is she, Spencer? Who is Peggy? I won't tell you, Martin. I should say, who was Peggy?
7: Uh, Inspector, do you remember some time ago you saw Mrs. Chadwick? It was on business, I remember. Oh,
2: yes. Yes, yes, I do. It had to do with a burglary, Spence. A burglary in your house. Believe me, Margaret, this is no bother at all.
6: You see, I felt if I called the local precinct, I'd have police traipsing all about the place. It just isn't worth it. Well, what happened? Well, it's silly, but, well, you know us. We never throw anything out. It's a sound idea. The worthless junk of yesterday has suddenly become expensive antiques. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yes, Myra. All right, I'll be brief. <laughs> we have a storage space where we keep old things, clothes, knickknacks, you know, stuff that you say you'll throw out sometime. You never get around to it. You never do. And? Well, it's all been stolen.
2: Stolen?
1: It's
6: missing. It's missing. Well, it must have been stolen. I don't care about it, but it's just unnerving to consider that the house has been broken into. Mm.
2: Well, send a list of the stuff to Sergeant Milrose. It's
6: not important, but but I feel that since a crime has been committed, it, it should be reported. Did I do the right thing? Of course. Of course you did, Margaret.
7: That list. I gave you that list, Sergeant. It's on my desk, sir. I'm sure most of the items in this closet were on it. Spencer, you were the
2: burglar. Technically? Yes. She needed clothes, Maudie. That girl, she's a fantasy. No, no, not Peggy. All right, look, for reasons that I may never understand, you feel you wasted your life. So you fantasized a way to go back to start over. It was no fantasy. Sergeant Hell, it wasn't. You were sorry yes. you married Margaret, mm-hmm. which all by itself proves that you're insane, Spence. You created yeah. this Peggy, and you had to dress her in the mm-hmm. period of 25
7: years ago. There is no Peggy. This whole thing happened in your mind. Yes, thank you, Lieutenant. Yes, Sergeant. Uh, sir, uh, that was from the lab. They scraped some grass samples from a skirt in the closet, and... It's been identified as Duke of Wentworth Fescue. All right. It's a new kind of seed, just been planted for the first time. When? Well, about a month ago, which means somebody wearing this skirt was sitting in the grass in Benton Park very recently.
0: You figure if a man's been married for 23 years, he may have a tendency to fantasize a bit. But Spencer Chadwick has created more than an illusion. He has brought forth flesh and blood particularly blood. We'll be back shortly with Act Three.
2: Hi,
6: son. Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Hi, Junior.
2: Kellogg's Special K presents... Junior gives up.
0: Junior, why aren't you eating your Special K? It's your favorite cereal. Oh, just cause. Just cause why, honey? Just cause Darla said some evil things about it. That's just cause why.
6: Hi, Mom.
7: Hi, Dad. Hi, Hi, Darla. Darla. Hi, sis. Hi, Junior. Uh, Darla,
0: what did you tell Junior about his Special
6: K?
7: Daddy, all I told him was that Special K is good for him. Yeah, and anything that's good for me
6: never seems to taste good. But, Junior, you already know that Special K tastes good. Who do I believe?
0: Darla or my taste buds? Uh, What's that, son? Oh, nothing, Dad. Son, Special K is America's favorite high-protein cereal. It's got minerals, vitamins, iron, and all those good, nutritious things. But it got to be so popular over the years because it tastes good, too. You mean it's good for me and tastes good, too. Right,
7: son. Right, Dad. Right, Junior.
2: Right, (laughs) Mark. (laughs) Right, Right, indeed. Start your balanced breakfast with Kellogg's Special K. It's nutritious and delicious.
6: Right, Dad.
4: This is WOR New York, your station for Mystery Theater.
0: Hello, Mystery Fans. This is the Creeping Claw. <laughs> Yes, this is the claw. And I'm coming your way. I'm coming your way. And I'm going to get you. <laughs> oh, I'd love to play the lead in one of those mysteries. This is uh, Gene Shepherd Gang. And uh, I'm here to tell you that there's been a great time change here on WOR. And from here on in, I'm going to be heard every night. There's been all kinds of phone calls about it, so here's the answer. Every night at 9.15, Monday through Friday, Gene Shepherd, better known as the Creeping Claw. <laughs> Was all right while Peggy was only an illusion. She was Spencer Chadwick's private affair. But a living Peggy, or even a dead Peggy, is a serious matter for police chief inspector Faraday.
2: Spence, make it easy for all of us. Tell me, who is Peggy? Or who was Peggy? We can find out, Spence. We can check with the neighbors, the janitor, circulate your picture in the neighborhood, ask people if they've seen you around with a girl. You'll never find her. Don't say that. It's virtually impossible for a person to disappear without a trace. I still say you'll never find her. Damn it, Spence, I can't get used to it. You and Margaret and then you and this Peggy. How could you live with both of them? Didn't things get rough at home? Yes. Well, what brought on the showdown?
1: Well, after a while, we couldn't go anywhere without Margaret seeing her.
6: What? Is that the girl? What? Who? That girl. She's been looking at you all afternoon. Oh, Margaret, Margaret, believe me. Why don't you invite her down here? She'll have a better view from our box. Oh, Margaret. No reason we shouldn't all behave in a civilized manner. Introduce
1: us. Margaret, I never saw that girl before in my life. Margaret, you're staring. No, not
6: me That girl's been staring at you all evening.
1: Margaret, Margaret, believe me. Wherever we'd go, there'd be no peace. She always suspected somebody. Last week, it even happened when we were playing golf with you and Henrietta.
2: You're up, Margaret. I'd use a three-wood on this hole, Margaret. All right. (laughs) Oh, too bad.
6: Well, you go up there and show me how, Marty.
2: You rushed the shot, you lifted your head. I really don't
6: care about golf.
1: You made the date with Marty and Henrietta?
6: We simply can't drop out of circulation. Spencer, that girl in the foursome behind us...
1: Margaret, Margaret, she's not the one.
6: Spencer, where were you? I had a meeting. Oh, well, we progress. (laughs) used to be you didn't know, you couldn't remember. And now at least you're courteous enough to lie to me.
1: You've been drinking, Margaret.
6: Yes, yes, that's true. I have been drinking.
1: Margaret, it's not good for you.
6: Oh, I don't know. Let's consider that. Drinking is not good for me. I I won't fight that. However, what you are doing, that's good for me? Hmm? Although, I must say, you're treating me nicer these days. You started off by asking, who are you? As if you didn't know me, and now at least you don't ask. The phone rang today, and I answered it, and the line was dead. What's going to happen, Spence?
1: I intend to go away with her.
6: Well, finally, you've admitted it. You are having an affair. Yes. Who's the woman? Who? Yes, who?
1: I'm not sure you'd want to know.
6: I have a right to know.
1: Well, perhaps you do.
6: Who is she, Spencer? She's you. Me?
1: Yes, Margaret. The girl is you.
6: (laughs) What kind of nonsense? No, no, no,
1: no, no, that's not quite right. She, she isn't you. Then
6: what were you trying to say?
1: She was you. She isn't Margaret Chadwick. She was Peggy Wainwright.
6: Spencer, don't look at me like that. I'm scared.
1: Do you want me to prove it to you? Come with me. Come with me right now.
6: This is what Dr. Burbick was concerned about. Spence, it's no disgrace to have a breakdown. It's no shame to need psychiatric help.
1: No, no. We're past all that, Margaret. Come with me. I want you to meet Peggy. Come with me.
6: No, Spencer. You come with me. You come with me to Dr. Berger. You know,
1: know, Margaret, people like you have one answer. Whenever you're up against something you don't understand, you have one answer. Whenever you're faced with something that's beyond your experience, you have one answer. See a doctor. That solves everything. That takes care of everybody. And it never occurs to you that yours might just possibly be the wrong answer. Now, why are you so sure of yourself, Margaret? Why are you so sure that I'm the one who's wrong? Come with me, Margaret. I want you... To meet Peggy. Or are you afraid? Does it look familiar, Margaret?
6: Spence. This is 32 Benton Boulevard. I, it's our first address. I remember.
1: Do you remember the apartment number?
6: Three. Three A. Oh, don't tell me it's still there.
1: See for yourself.
6: Spence oh, Where did you... How did you... Our first table And this bronze candlestick Our very first wedding present From my brother These clothes My clothes How did they get there?
1: They're here Because they're Peggy's clothes Oh, Look,
6: Spence, the Lydia Carter skirt. Oh, you love me in that. Do you know that style's come back? I want to put it on.
1: Do you remember what we used to do?
6: we go for a walk. In the park. Dinner at Luigi's.
1: We never had dinner at Luigi's.
6: Oh, that's right. We couldn't afford it.
1: And by the time we could, we weren't living here anymore.
6: And we stopped at the burger shop. What's tonight? Thursday. That means there's a free concert in the park.
1: And then, free dancing.
6: Oh, let's go, Spence. Let's do it all again. I never realized how much fun we had in those days.
1: They were, they were great days, Peggy.
6: Peggy? (laughs) I always liked Peggy better. Somewhere along the line, you stopped calling me Peggy. When exactly did you stop calling me Peggy?
1: When you became Margaret.
6: I always wondered about that. How did I become Margaret? Why?
1: Take a look around. See, Peggy? All the bags. We're packed for the trip.
6: The trip?
1: The trip to Tibet.
6: Oh, oh, yes.
1: We were all set to go. Yes. You remember? Yes. As a matter of fact, you were a little bit sick from the shots, remember? Remember?
6: Yes.
1: And then the telephone rang. Phone? Yes, yes. The phone rang. It was... It was... It,
6: it, it was my mother.
1: Yes, yes. It was your mother.
6: I remember.
1: Answer the phone. Go ahead. Go ahead. Answer it. You answered it that night.
6: Hello? Yes. Y- yes, Mother? Oh, no. Yeah. All, all right. All right. We'll go there. Right away.
1: What is it, Peggy?
6: My dad. He's had a stroke. How bad? Well, they don't know yet. Oh. Oh, Spence, I don't think we can... I mean, I... I can't leave Mother alone right now. No, we won't. Oh, Spence. I knew you'd understand.
1: That's when you became Margaret. That's when you are no longer my wife, but your father's daughter. Take off the skirt. Leave it here. Go home it belongs to Peggy.
6: Spence, what's the matter with you? I'm Peggy. That
1: night was the start of The it.
7: start of what? The
1: start of the campaign to mold me into the kind of man you had in mind. The man who would enjoy the kind of existence you always had and always wanted safe, comfortable, secure.
6: All you were asked to do was to help my father, who was deathly ill. Who else could have done it? My brother? It was supposed to just be a temporary arrangement. But it suited you, Spence
1: It suited you I started making the kind of money your folks never dreamed of I built an empire I never wanted it You, you wanted it You wanted it so badly you stopped being Peggy You went somewhere else You you became lost But not me, I'm, I'm, I'm not lost I found my way back And when I got there I found Peggy again Now, take off that scratch and give it back to Peggy.
6: Spencer, I listened to you. Now you listen to me.
1: I've been listening to you for 23 years. And now we've come to the end. The bags are packed and it's not too late. We're leaving for Tibet. Peggy and me. Peggy? Peggy?
6: Yes, Spencer, darling. Spence, get this straight. I'm Peggy. Don't listen to her, Spence. She was always out to destroy you. She almost did till you came back to me. I'm Peggy. The only Peggy you have. She's lying. She's trying to stop you. We are going to Tibet. That chance. You'll take that appointment from Satterfield. That refusal was just a ploy. You know it. He knows it. Shut up, Margaret. Shut her up, Spencer. Shut her up. I didn't destroy you. You destroyed me. You'll have to kill her, Spence. Go ahead. Live with this fantasy of yours, this Peggy who rewrites history. She's all yours.
5: I want my skirt.
1: Take off that skirt.
6: It's mine. It's all I want from you for 23 years of marriage. Don't let her out of here. She'll tell everybody about us. They'll put you away, Spence. Get away from that door. No. Spence, keep away from me. No.
1: You, you won't get out that way.
6: Spence, I warn you! I'll hit you with this.
1: Now you ask for it.
6: You asked for it. Use a knife, Spence. Use a knife.
7: No. Oh.
1: Peggy, Peggy, where are you? Peggy,
6: you, you you killed us both, Spence. (sighs) Margaret,
2: Margaret,
1: Margaret.
7: Chief Inspector Faraday's office, Milrose speaking
1: Sergeant This is Spencer Chadwick I I just Murdered My wife
0: Well, as they say All of us are two people one is the person we think we are, and the other is the person we really are. And the secret of a long, happy life is to make sure that twain
3: never meet. I'll be back shortly. I'm High Brown, producer of Radio Mystery Theater. And as you may imagine, I'm excited about this new adventure in modern radio. This new statement of radio's marvelous power to stir the imagination. Now, we're wondering about your reaction, about who you are, and how you like what we're doing. So to encourage you to get in touch with us, we're holding a drawing for three weeks. 50 prizes a week, two AM-FM stereophonos, two travel clock radios, and 46 anthologies of modern suspense. Just mail us your name and address, and you're eligible. Of course, we'd like knowing whether your glad radio drama is back, but name and address will do it. To Mystery Theater. Box 50, Radio City Station, New York 119. That's Box 50, Radio City Station, New York 119. Offer good everywhere unless locally prohibited.
4: This is W. New York, your station for Mystery Theater.
0: jury's still out oh not on Spencer Chadwick with him it was open and shut but on the basic idea can you go back can you do it again well to end on a non-controversial note here is something everybody can do again tune in again for more suspense and excitement our cast included Richard Mulligan Mandel Kramer Marion Seldes Bryna Rayburn and Gil Mack the entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown now a preview of our next tale you know what I'm gonna do Laurie I am going to turn this car right around and head back to the city
7: oh no George please don't what's that we all fall You hear something down. like
1: like like singing?
7: Ring, a ring of Let me open the window. A it's a woman singing that old A-tool. nursery rhyme. Two. We all fall down. But what's that snapping ring, sound? A ring it sounds—it's like a piece a of
0: leather. It sounds like a whip.
7: Of George, A-tool. what are you doing? I'm getting out. A-tool. No, don't leave me, George. I'm coming with you. Wait. Okay, but stay close to me.
0: Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by the Kellogg Company, makers of Kellogg's Special K cereal. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams.
4: This is WOR New York and RKO General Station.
0: Hello, this is William Conrad. If you're planning a trip abroad this year, you'll be returning to the United States through customs. You'll be asked to declare, either orally or in writing, everything you've acquired abroad and have in your possession at the time. Your baggage and belongings will be examined, and during thorough examinations for illegal narcotics, you may experience a slight delay. In order to clear customs more quickly, it's a good idea to keep all sales slips and have them handy when you make your declaration. Also, do your best to pack the articles you've acquired abroad in the same suitcase. Know before you go about customs, rules, and regulations. For free information, contact the U.S. Treasury Department's Bureau of Customs District Office nearest you and ask for customs hints for returning U.S. residents. You'll find the customs office listed in your phone book under U.S. Government.